Good morning, friends. If y'all just tuned in, you've been prayed for, and everybody here is ready for a heavy-duty word from God. Is that correct? Amen. Amen. So I hope you guys are blessed by this because your pastor is going to try to get out of the way and let God do what he does. That's my prayer every week that, you know what, Lord, just move in a mighty way. So how many know it's been a little hectic with the Christmas shopping and things like that? This gets a little crazy. How many people are shopping online? Yeah, a lot of people. How many people are standing in line? How many people are way behind? I, that's me. Well, you know what? We still got time, all right? We're going to keep on rolling. But, you know, as we, we think about Christmas uh, approaching kind of quick, things do get a little hectic. And things, you know, a lot of times it can get real commercial. You know, a lot of times I always like to write, if I write Merry Christmas, I always write in capital Christmas. Christ must be the center. Amen? And I pray that it's not just one time a year, but it's every day in our life. And so we have to strive for that. We've got to get out of the way and continue to, to put God first. So, you know, you think about this as time goes by. I was praying this week, and I said, Lord, what is it that we're going to preach on? And, I, man, I had a few things that I thought, had a few more things that I thought. And so we won't be using them. So <laughs> this is what God laid on my heart, okay? And I, I tell you, how many know that sometimes you've got a plan, your friends have got a plan, and then there's the God plan. Amen. So you can have a good plan, but we want the God plan. And I pray that I'm listening good, and you guys are praying about it, so we're going to see what God does with his plan. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and introduce you into the title of our sermon here. It goes, it says, What's at the Center? And with things this time of year, what toys can be the center. Now, toys don't have to be a bad thing. You know, because we're using some toys as an outreach way to show the love of Christ. And I think that's great. I appreciate everybody helping on the toy drive. But, you know, as we go through this, I think you're going to be a little surprised when Pastor Bud's got to break out of toys. Amen. Now, how many people love studying the Bible? All right, it's good, isn't it? How many people like a little Bible trivia? All right, I'm calling you out now. Here we go. That's good. Got a couple out there that are ready. And, and there's some fun facts in the Bible. So this is a little something I was studying this week, a little trivia. And, and so look at this. Who thinks they could tell me what's in the center of their Bible? What chapter would be in the center of their Bible? Okay. What is it? 118, 19? 119, you close, Fred. You got to go over to the left a little bit. <laughs> That's good. All right. So it's Psalms. It's in the Psalms. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to read this off here so I won't mess it up. And depending on what version of the Bible you got, but most people, you know, will, will go with this as we look through. So some fun facts. So the longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119, right? The shortest chapter in the Bible is 117. We're getting close. Y'all don't have any idea what the one's in the center? 118, okay? You say, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's kind that's cool. Well, let's take a look at this. Now, look at this right here. It says that they're exactly... 594 chapters before Psalm 118, and exactly 594 chapters after Psalm 19. And it says if you, you put them together, the sum of that is 1,188. And if you broke that down into a Bible verse, it would look something like this. Psalm 118.8, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put trust in people. Somebody say amen. You walk with that in the center of your life, see what happens. I think that's cool stuff. I guess it just happened that way, right? Not. But regardless, 
what do we have in the center of our life? Everybody doing good? Everybody got a handout? We got a few things that we're going to break out of there. So smack dab in the middle of the Bible, the Lord tells us to take refuge in him. Take refuge in the Lord. And you know, it says we can trust in him. He's not a man. He's not a man that he can lie. So today we're going to be talking about toys. And the toys we're speaking about today are not like toys that you got when you were a kid. I'm not talking about the little train set or the Barbie doll. But I'm going to tell you what, as you look through this today, we're going to be talking about four things. About Look at your handout. We're going to be talking about, are we trusting at the center of our relationship? Are we being obedient? Do we realize that we are His? And do we realize that God wants us to serve? Everybody ready to say amen? So the first thing we're going to do when we break out the word towards, we're going to talk about trust. How many people are trusting in the Lord? You know, I thought about this. This week I was reading a few things and I wrote this down. It says, God's word helps you see what you're not seeing on your own. That's powerful if you think about it. God's word helps you see what you're not seeing on your own. Isn't that true? Because we know a lot of times we got the wrong viewpoint, the wrong vantage point. But if we're looking at it through the lens of the Lord and through the lens of Scripture, how many know we see things a little different, don't we? How many know we need to be opening the lens? So that everything is good to go. So I want to talk about some of the things we're trusting, all right? How about this? Jesus Christ has restored our relationship back with him. Are you trusting in that? See, that's the foundation. We've got to make sure, hey, you know what? How many people trusted that their car was going to start today? How many people trusted that we were going to be here today, right? And we have, we have a little control of that, but we don't have control of all things. But God has control of all things, and he works all things together for the good. So we can trust God, right? But how come we talk more about the problem than the problem solver? Does anybody know anybody like that? Don't raise your hand. Don't point to them, but you can raise your hand if you know somebody like that. If it's you, raise both your hands. It can be us sometimes, right? But what we do when we start talking about the problem more than the problem solver, we're doubting God, aren't we? Now, I'm not saying it's comfortable. I'm not saying it's easy. But I'm saying he's faithful. Look at this. Jesus Christ has restored our relationship back with God. If we can trust in the Lord to restore us for all eternity, why can't you trust him with the day in and day out? Let's just break it down, right? Why can't we just trust him? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make my rent. I don't know. Well, you know what? You got a home in heaven for eternity. Come on. Now, you know what? Is anybody else going to help me out at preaching? Miss Peggy's the only one up here. Give me a good day. Break it on. That helps the situation there because I know you're with me, right? But let me tell you what. We should be praising each and every day about the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's a little bit better. That's about a half on the DB scale there. Let's keep going. Man, we're going to have some fun with this. So what else are we trusting in? We're redeemed. We're bought out of sin and placed into his family. How many people love their family? You better go ahead and raise your hand because your sister sitting beside you. My sister just came in. I love you. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So we've been bought out of sin and placed into God's family. That's good. You have an inheritance, you know, because of what the Lord has done. And we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, we are bought out of sin. I say this a lot. And just for people just tuning in, anybody got a ticket before? Yes. Right. Isn't it good if somebody would pay your fine? Right. Jesus Paid your fine and my fine on the cross. Our sin debt has been paid in full. But you got to receive it. Amen. So how many people have received that? I pray everybody. And if not, you're going to have an opportunity to receive that today. If you're listening, hold on. 
it only gets gooder and gooder. Right? Better and better. Well, let's keep on rolling. I got some good scriptures for you to write down here. First John 4 10 says this This is love, not that we should we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an anointing, atoning, excuse, atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. He loved us. Come on now. Think about that. I said this the other day, a lot of times people say, man, it's the nails that held Jesus on the cross. I said, no, it's the love that held Jesus on the cross. Amen. Those nails wasn't no match for Jesus. But he willingly laid down his life for who? That's right. I'm going to hear you say me. Make it personal. See, a lot of times we think it's, it's for them. It's for you. It's for me. Man, let's grab hold of that. He sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. Atoning. Paid. Bought. Done. It's corrupt. It's kind of hard, isn't it? You need the God kind of love to do that. So I want you to see this. God demonstrates his own love for, for us and while this while we were still sinners. Not when we got cleaned up. Not when you got it all figured out. Not when you gave a little extra in the pot. Not when you had your hair done. Not when you made it all week long without cussing anybody out. Let's just be real about it. He said, you know what? While you were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, that's something else, isn't it? Amen. Think about that. My dad told me something a long time ago. I said, man, I don't understand this, dad. I think if I got in that shape, I just want to just check out. He looked at me and said, boy, life's a hard thing to give up. I said, you're right. Anybody ever felt so bad they thought they were leaving here? You were fighting and kicking, weren't you? See, God puts that in you to keep living for him, amen? We want to keep living for him. But I want you to hear this today that we can trust in the love of Christ, not in our works, not in our goodness, not in what we give, not in what we do, not how nice we look, what we gave, all those things. It's about the love of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at what else we got. Because of God's goodness, right, we can rest in him. I ain't never in my life seen so many people tight as a tick. Hey, you do I got it? Hey, I was just going to say, hey, do you know anything like that? Can you be like that? I can get like that. Come at 8 o'clock, I get like that. I'm doing a wire and stuff like that. I got to remember, wait a minute. I got to ease up. And Thomas said, amen. Because <laughs> you got stuff going. You guys are going to be here. We got to make sure it works. Guess what? Half the cords didn't work. We got to get that going. Guess what? Oh, this, oh it's got to go. It's got to work. And you get all wrapped around the wheel. You know why? Because you want it right. Because you want to give your best to the Lord. But what I have to do, I'm just preaching to me first, and you guys can jump in if you want. I got to rest in Him. I guess this is just for me. Is this only for me today? We got to rest in the Lord, man. And it's tough when you get the bad doctor report, it's kind of tough to rest in the Lord, isn't it? When, when your wife says, I don't love you no more, it's kind of hard to rest in the Lord. Guess what? You will never hear this. God will never tell you, I don't love you anymore. Amen. What you will hear is, I love you more and more and more and more. Isn't that amazing? I just, the thing is, we need to get...
this, baby, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking all the time because you know what? This is not a job for me. This is my life. This is, I want people to know, man. I want them to know because we got one shot at it many times. One shot at it. You got people going all over the world. You got our troops serving and going. A lot of them don't come back. And we're worried about a wall. We're worried about a bathroom sign. I'm not getting political. I'm telling you, keep the main thing the main thing. You know what I mean? Man, put Jesus in the middle of that. Trust him. Come on, bring it on home. We can be revived by his truth. Oh, man. You need a little reviving? With the Bible. That's why I play guitar time saying. Yeah. We were jamming on that. I go, yeah, what he said. Because I can't hit that note. But I tell you what I can hit. I can hit my knees. And I can get my, my heart open to the things of God. Amen. And I can start saying, man, I'm going to revive, be revived in the truth of God. Guess what? When I leave this place, when I slump over, guess what? I'm going with Jesus, man. How about you? I had a friend of mine tell me the other day, this is a God thing, not a buddy thing. Called me yesterday. She said, I appreciate you. You're preaching our family's funeral and everything else. And she said, I, I don't want you to take this wrong. I really don't. And I just want to tell you this. And, and I know, I, I said, what's going on? She said, you made that funeral fun. You put the fun in funeral. I said, because we want a funeral. It was a celebration of life. I know where my brother's going, man. I knew, I saw the life that he talked, uh, taught people in school and the coaching and all these things. Man, I'm going to celebrate that. You're going to have time to be sad. Let's celebrate that we know where he's at, that he's not in no pain no more, that he's graduated is what we like to say. He, he's, he stepped over. Man, we miss our folks and our friends, but let me tell you what. Aren't you glad that you have the hope, and I don't mean the hope so of the world, man, maybe this, maybe that, that we know that we can be revived by the truth of the gospel. Somebody say amen. amen. And look at this. He can be, we can be renewed in his strength. Anybody need a little renewing in his strength? Being a little low sometimes, a little slow sometimes, right? Oh, man. My brother-in-law's in visiting, man. He stays in pretty good shape. He, is, he was, you know, the guy that jumped out of perfectly good planes and stuff and did, did his time. And I appreciate all the guys that serve. And I said, man, Uncle Mark looking good. My Uncle Mark looking good, man. He can do that. He said, you ain't seen me in the morning. He said, his daughter come home. He got up one day like this. Whew. She said, Daddy, did you fall? <laughs> no, it's like this every day, baby. <laughs> See, because this old body's going to wear out. But you can renew your spirit and your strength in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, man, that's what I get going, man. I could be tired right now if I wanted to. I could sit down and say, man, you know what? Whoo, loaded that truck up, unloaded that truck up, sat down, everything else. Denise was snoring. No, that was me snoring. That's what it was. You know it's bad when you're snoring so bad that you wake yourself up with a little help from a little pointed elbow. Somebody say amen. Y'all pray for me now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you in trouble. Pray for me. <laughs> But our strength can be renewed in the midst of our challenge, in the midst of our chores, in the midst of our day, in the midst of the storm. Trust God. That's what we're going to do. We need to be fully convinced of what Christ is doing. Everybody doing good? Somebody say amen. I know that's good because I just almost jumped a whole page. I can't even get, I can't even get straight here. I'm ready. Woo! So we got toys. We had the T. Now we got the, the O, right? So we're talking about obeying. Look at this. Obedience is our gift to God. You can put it this way. I said, see, life is our gift from God. What we do with our life is our gift to God. How are you using your gift 
for God. God has given everybody at least one gift. He says it in his word. He's equipped us. I tell Jess all the time, he's, he's the big businessman. He likes that. And I tell anybody to listen to me. I say, God doesn't raise you up just to make you look good, do this or anything, and make you a millionaire. He raises you up to give you a platform to share, to be obedient about that. I had a guy tell me one time, he said, well, you know, you know, business is business and church is church. I said, I don't know what church you're going to. It's all God's and we get to be a steward to, to what he has, right? We get to be the manager of that. So think about that. When you come in, when you say, well, what, what, what are we going to do? What, I, what am I going to give? How am I going to serve? You know what? It's all his already. Are we going to be obedient? Are we going to obey? And when we start obeying, we start seeing things change, amen? So look at this. Obedience honors the name of Christ. It doesn't take much for us to get our eyes off the Lord and be disobedient and disobey to bring down the name of Christ. Not here to beat you up, here to tell you that God still loves you. Here to tell you that you know what, just like we saw on that first slide, I want you to trust in the finished work of cross, of, on the cross, amen? Look at this. Can anybody tell me if this true statement here, uh, is this statement true? Partial obedience is really disobedience, isn't it? Think about that. Well, I did most of it. Yeah, I paid half the house off before I stopped paying for it. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to be looking for a new place to live, right? But you know what? When God tells us something, Lord, help us to do that. I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. Look at some of the things we see here. I said the wind to change never blow the Lord's plan off course. Isn't that something? So don't think you're going to have to fix it. Just do what God told you to do and hold on. That's not so easy, is it, sometimes? Because we want to hold on. We don't want to forget the past, right? We're looking for the future. We're looking down here and everything else. So I'm going to try something. I, I, just, I saw this while I was studying this week, and I thought maybe if I had a volunteer of some strong, good-looking man come up here to help me. Okay, we'll sacrifice. Derek, come on up. <laughs> I rehearsed that in my head. All right. He's like, I know he's going to call me, right? Okay, I need this strong, strapping young man. Do you want to help anybody? Can I have another volunteer, anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to call you. Come on up here. All right, so, so look, I want you to walk this way right here. I'm going to see if I can make this work here. This right there. And I want you to stand right here. Now, this is representing, she's going to represent our past, all right? And there's a lot of good things in the past, so don't, I'm not, I should have put him back there. Y'all switch. Y'all switch. I'm trying to help you out, brother. This is our past. All right? Make you look to the future, don't it? No, I'm telling you. I can do this because he's my buddy, right? So think about this. In our past, a lot of times, did God say I was the great I was? The great I might be. I'm going to be one day. No, he says I'm the great I am. The now. What's in the center, right? What's in the center? Are we being obedient? So I want y'all to work with me a little bit here. So I'm starting out here, and if I'm looking back here, guess what? I, I keep that gap about the same. I'm right here. There's, there's no distance right there. I'm not really in the center. But when I turn around, and I trust God, we're going to go this way. When I step, you step, ready? And I step out and follow the things of God, guess what? And I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Guess what? Step again. And Lord, I'm going to trust you. Guess what? That distance gets longer and further and further. 
and I grow closer and closer to the things that God has for me. Guess what? I got to keep God in the center. I got to keep walking and going. He's the great I am, not the great I was, not the great I'm going to be. He's the great I am today. Give him a hand clap. You done good, boy. Done good. Look at that. I guess, I guess Uncle Bud's buying lunch today. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Mm. Let's pull this back up here. I want you to remember that. Do you see, as we walk with God, he stepped. We step out, we walk with God, he stepped. And we keep going. And guess what? The distance of the past and the things that are trying to pull us back continues to grow. And the distance of us closing in with God continues to get smaller. That ought to encourage somebody today. Amen? So we want to be obedient. Look at this. Obedient brings blessing. I wrote that down and I said, be sure to explain that. We think sometimes that because we're being obedient that everything's going to be all right. Can I ask somebody, do y'all agree with that? No. It isn't, does it? It, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, things happen in our life. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be, you know, joy and sunshine. But it does mean this, this. As we're obedient to the things of the Lord, we get to discover our uniqueness in God's faithfulness. That's a good thing to write down. As we're obedient, look at this. We discover our uniqueness in him and his faithfulness towards us. Man, God's faithfulness is what keeps us going in it goes back to the trust it goes back to obeying had a couple other things i wanted to share in here i said know that god is preparing you for the next best thing anybody getting married in here anytime soon god's preparing you for the next best thing are you preparing for the next best thing that's the thing and they are we talk about it, Lord. We're meeting together. We're praying together, seeing what's going on. Because they know God's got to be in the center. Because they know they want to have a relationship with their spouse that's built on the promises of God. God's going to honor that. But it's going to take some time to work in that, right? How many people have been married 50 years? You got 55. 60. Okay. That's a lot of time. Miss Georgia, how long were you married? Can anybody top that? Woo! How long were they married? 65 years. That's amazing. And it was just a breeze, wasn't it? Lord, that'll put you to Jesus. You got to pray during those times, don't we? We got to trust God. We got to obey God, right? Hey, I tell you what. If you're getting ready to get married, talk to these folks. They've been married a long time. What was the key? I guarantee you that Jesus is going to come up in there. I promise you that. See, that's the thing. You know, people say, well, have you ever had this? Somebody got something going on in their life, and they'll seek out somebody that's failed at it 150 times and ask them what they think. I want to talk to the person that made it work. Y'all been married 65 years? Y'all been married 55 years? Uh, help. Help. What's going on? God's got to be in the center. Are we obeying him? Look at this. I said the Lord is the divine dot connector we got all these little dots we got the pieces of the puzzle he takes that masterpiece and works it together amen now you know like me i'll be looking at that and go i don't know why they made it like that there you go and it comes out something like this it ain't no mona lisa when i'm done right but see shortcuts end up bringing up shortcomings 
there's a reason that it takes a little bit longer to figure things out sometimes. It's a reason that maybe God hasn't answered your prayer right now the way you think because he's working something else in somebody else's life. You might say, where is that man I've been waiting for? God's preparing him. You might say, where is that young lady that I've been waiting for? God's bringing her around, right? And you say, well, well, what about the guy I got right now? Maybe he's preparing both of you. But I can tell you this. He is the divine dot connector. But if you want to follow him, you got to open his word. Amen. And the last thing I had here, some stuff that I pulled out some of my notes. I said, let God draw on the canvas of your heart and watch him make a masterpiece of your life. You give your heart to Christ and you allow him to move in your life and you be obedient to those things. I'm going to tell you what. You're going to see things like you never saw before. I can promise you that not because of buddy. I can promise you that because of God, because of God's grace and because of God's mercy. What do we say back here? Because of God's goodness, we can rest in him. We can be revived by his truth. We can be renewed in our strength. I started to go down this path a little while ago. People get offended so easy. I mean, just so easy now. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Could you pass the ketchup? That's what I meant by that. You know? Well, wait, yeah. You don't like the ketchup I bought? I'll just take mustard. You know? I, so sometimes it's just crazy, man. But you know what? If we're always looking about me, said everybody else, guess what? You'll get easily offended. What were they saying? Why did they do that? Why did they look at it? What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? What about God? What about the Lord? Am I being obedient? You know, there's a lot of times, and people tell me this. They say, you learn, need to learn how to say, no. I'm working on that. Don't mean I love you any less if I say no. You can only do so many things good, right? But if the Lord tells me to go ahead and do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my very best to do it. How many times do you know that, that, that people can load your schedule up if you're not careful, right? You can load your schedule up. I mentioned this one time when we were getting ready to launch the church and, and one of the pastors I was meeting with, he said, well, buddy, I want to talk to you and, and I just want to speak into your life, you know. Now, we know God's got the call on your life. You're doing good. This is this. And I said, all right. And he says, I want to share something with you and you might not understand it right now, son, but you're going to remember what I say. Please remember what I say. I said, okay. I'm ready. He said, mm. he said, God loves you but everybody else will have a plan for your life. And I thought, what'd you say? Oh, the first year of ministry, I learned that good. God loves you, but everybody else got a plan for your life. That means a lot of times you can do a lot of good things and miss out on the God thing. It means pray about what you're doing, right? And that works with everything, not just preachers. I would have never thought that was something to ring around in my, my mind 20 years later. God loves you, and everybody else have a great plan for your life. In other words, son, you need to be seeking the Lord. You need to be following what God said, not what the group says. Not what the world says, but what the Word says. See how big that started getting when I started listening to it? Instead, I said, Lord, what did he mean? What was he showing me? What was he teaching me? It was so simple, but it's so big because it's God's size. God loves you. See, at the end of the day, sometimes I got to remember when I fall short that God still loves me. At the end of the day, when I'm disobedient, I got to remember God still loves me. How about you? How many people never get tired of hearing that God loves them? You ever get tired of your wife or your husband or your, your, your kids telling them they love you? 
I don't. I love it. I love it. And I don't mind telling them either. Had a guy that lived down the corner. He's the he's one to show me really how to detail some cars. My buddy Willis. And we talk about everything. He come there. I pull up at the 7-Eleven. He loved my three-legged dog. He said, come on, girl. Why don't you come home with me? I said, you ain't getting my dog, man. He had his lottery tickets. We talked about that. We talked about everything. Talked about the Lord, right? I said, you know, a friend of mine I've been working with, he said, he used to work with you at the shipyard about 30 years ago. He said, yeah, I know him. He said, tell him to come see me before I'm in the box. I said, what? He said, you heard me. He said, tell him to come see me before I'm in the box. Come see me before you view me, is what he was saying. Ain't that something? I told my buddy, I said, uh, I don't know if you'll get this, but this is what he said. He said, for you to come see him before he's anybody. He said, I know what that means. And you know what? He went by and saw him. And it wasn't too much longer. He was in the box. But I do know this. His body was in the box and his spirit was in the presence of the Lord. Because we had that conversation. Give the Lord a hand clap. We can rest in knowing that our loved ones have a place in the kingdom of God. And you do too when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I want you to know what it looks like when God's in the center. Y'all ready? Now the why comes up is this. You are his. Let me hear you. I am his. Let me hear you. I am his. Let's look at this. Look at this. As a child of God, I'm going to give you some scriptures. If you guys want to write this down, I think it would be a good thing to encourage you. Look at this. John 1, 12. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You have the right to become a child of God, right? He loved us. When we believed in his name, he sets us in the family. Amen? Guess what else? We're a friend of Jesus. Keep that at the center of your heart this week. Amen? John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I called you friends. For everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. Woo! That's good stuff to get in your heart right there. That's good things to keep in the center of your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? How about this one? I am united to the Lord and I am one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians three sixteen says... Don't you know that you, are, you yourself are God's temple and that this God's spirit lives in you? I'm so alone. I'm so alone. I'm so alone. Who lives with you? As a believer, who dwells in your, your heart? Who's with you? Who's, who's that confident speaking into you? Who's the one that says, don't do that? Who's that one that says, you know what? You remember, remember back at church? Hey, you remember that verse you learned when you were a little girl? Hey, you remember this going right here? Look at that. I am united to the Lord and I am in one spirit with him. Man, I tell you what, we sell ourselves short and we sell the Lord short all the time. But not after today. Because y'all are going to grab a hold of this, right? Everybody doing good so far? See, even when we're weak and we start to feel under the weather, remember who lives in you. Allow God to work in you. This got so good I had to do it on two posts. How about this? I am sure... That the good work that God has started in me will be finished. Boy, this is going to help somebody. Listen to this. Philippians 1, 6. Be confident of this. How many people are confident? Are you confident? What are you confident in? I didn't, I didn't say arrogant. There's a big difference. Nobody wants to be around somebody arrogant. But people don't mind being around somebody confident. 
when the boat's taking on water, they want to be around somebody that's confident. Amen? When something's going on. But look at this. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion to the day of Christ Jesus. Man, y'all ought to have been screaming on that. Look at that, man. That he who began a good work in you. Jesus started a good work in you, didn't he? He's still working things out, right? Now, your salvation is secure. We're setting the family of God, but guess what? We still got this flesh. And sometimes we got to, what do you say, got to crucify it daily, amen? You know, it's a living sacrifice. Man, get off, the, get, get down and say, Lord, help me with this thing here. Look at this. He began a good work in you, and guess what? He will carry it on to completion. You know what? How many people want to finish big for the Lord? I want to finish big for the Lord. Guess what? It takes commitment. You don't earn your way to heaven. You don't work your way to heaven. You don't give your way to heaven. You receive your way to heaven through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But then God wants to use you. Man, let me ask you this. I, I, I ask this from time to time, just dropped in my spirit again. Most people, the biggest amount of money or the biggest investment that they would ever uh, invest in or something is probably their house, right? Right? Would you agree? Probably a house for normal Joe Blow, you know, that's right. So think about that. And it's great if your house was paid off, right? But if you owe money on your house and somebody was going to say, let me tell you what. I love you so much, I'm just going to, how much is the house? Paid for. Yeah. I'm a, it's paid for. How would you treat that person? Yeah, whatever. Appreciate it, yeah. Would you be grateful to them? Would you be thankful to them? Right? Now, we're just talking about stuff. I'm taking baby steps. How about this? How about if your baby's sick and they need a kidney? And somebody stepped up and said, you know what, uh, I'm going to be tested to see if I can, I can help with that. And they willingly give that kidney to your child. Whew. I got a funny feeling you're going to view them through a different lens. Amen? Amen. Right? Because guess what? They, they, they laid it on the line. You know, they got up there and they said, I'm going to lay it on the line, right? Wow. You see, I'm building a little momentum with this, right? How about for somebody not to just go to self, but they sent their only begotten son that came and, and never sinned, lived a perfect life, and got what you and me deserve because he loved you. And we say it's too hard to get to church. And we say it's too hard to, to give to something. We say it's too hard to, to go to the Bible study. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm putting in perspective. See, when I'm laying in bed, these are the things that go around in my head and my heart when I'm praying. Hey, I got friends on the road. Lord, protect it and bring them home. Lord, hey, you know, you looked over my mom last night. Look. That's what I'm trusting in. Lord, give me strength today to lead in what we're doing. Right? Because guess what? We're accountable. Didn't everybody say they want to finish big? You don't start finishing big on your deathbed. You start finishing big today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when you fall down, you get back up and you keep going. And you, and you say the wrong things, you keep going. And you say, I'm sorry. And you say, Lord, forgive me. And you keep going and going and going. My old buddy to help lead me to the Lord, he said, I'd rather wear out than rust out. Man, I don't know. He must have been in his age. He's going to the hospital visits and everything else. He said, well, you know what? I just felt like the Lord... Want me to do that. He did a nursing home ministry. He was going all over the place, different things like that. None of this, look at me. You wouldn't even know what he was doing. 
I said, he's gone again. I go to call him. He's gone. Well, been, well, I went down. You know what? Praise the Lord. I got to share with somebody today. Got to share with somebody today. Got to share with somebody today. What was he sharing? He was sharing the gospel. He wanted to make sure my mom and dad were saved. He come by the house. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Okay, I just want to make sure. And he said, okay. And he used to tell me this. I said, Bill, what do you think about this? And he, he used to tell me, and you guys heard me talk about this, man. He's on my heart today. When I started in the ministry, he said, son, I'm going to tell you something. I pray for you two times a day, every day. I said, I appreciate that. And I said, why? He said, because you're going to need it. <laughs> He's been in the ministry long. I pray for you two times a day, every day. I got a list of people that I've been praying for two times a day, every day. And sometimes it's more than that. Man. So when I stand here today, I say thank you for praying for me two times a day. How about that? Because I know I can't do it on my own. How about you? I know I can't do it on my own. But see, the folks that went before us, see, they were up here. I could turn around and look back here. Just like with our example. But he was pointing me to follow the Lord. He was pointing me to follow the Lord. Man, that's pretty amazing. I talked to somebody the other day. They said, you know, we're getting older. I don't know how the Lord can use us. <laughs> he can use you just fine. He can use you just fine. You might have a little bit more time to pray for somebody. But here's the truth. We all got 24 hours if God blesses us with us, right? It's how you use your 24 hours, right? That'll preach right there, won't it? That's how you use that. Let's keep on moving. How about this? I'm complete in Christ, Colossians 2.10. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Anybody ever been sick? I mean sick. Sick like you didn't know you were going to make it? I had that underlined in a small Bible in my hand, and I'd walk around at work. Come oh, man, Lord. Lord, I know what you said. You said, you know what? You've given me the fullness of Christ in my life. Hey, you're, you're the head over every power and every authority. Lord, you got to get me. If you, I just got to make it to lunch. If I can just make it to lunch, I feel so bad, Lord. I feel so bad. If I can make it to lunch, I'll be all right, Lord. And I make it to lunch, and then I come back, and I go, Lord, we only got three more hours. I felt my life, like my life was closing in on me. They wired my brain up to look and see if they could find anything. Guess what? They didn't find nothing. <laughs> They tried all different types of things, man. They didn't know what was going on. I said, why did I feel like this? Why did I, my, is my jaw tight? Why did I got pains in my arm? They checked my heart. They checked this. They checked all these different things, man. I'm going back to the emergency room. I'm coming home. I'm going back to the emergency coming home. I was like, man, now I am worried because I can't find nothing. And as I laid in a ball on my doggone uh, living room one night, I said, Lord, you got to do something. He's got it. And I'd like to tell you, I jumped up and went, woo, I feel amazing. But I'm going to tell you what, holding on to God's promises, knowing that I'm complete in Christ, each day he'd pour a little bit more in, a little bit more in, a little bit more in, a little bit more in. And guess what? We're good because God's good. Amen. So when I see somebody else going through something and they don't know what it is, I say, it's okay. We're complete in Christ. You know what? We got, uh, he's head over every power and authority. Let's, let's speak the name of Jesus in that situation. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on working. You know what? My marriage is upside down. Let's keep on, let's keep on preaching. Let's keep on speaking. Let's keep on going. But I'm tired. And the report doesn't look good. You know what? We're going to finish good. Amen. How any way it shakes out, my prayer is to finish good. Right. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you, I probably don't get through one service, service or sermon without thinking about my dad. My pops finished good. 
not because he was Mr. Wonderful. In my eyes, he was. Not because he did everything right, because he surely didn't. But he knew the Lord. But this was the thing. He said, press on, boy. Press in. He said, look, sitting on that bench. We got a bench in front of my mom's house. It's old. It's raggedy. And I won't throw it away. That's where I talked to my dad last time. I said, Dad, tell me something. Teach me something. He said, what do you want to know, boy? And he looked at me, and his eyes, he had liver cancer. His eyes were almost like, 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 man, like Michael Jackson in the thriller. And I said, Dad, I said, what are you thinking? See, I want to know, what are you thinking, Dad? You know this guy. He said, how long did they give me? I said, it don't matter how long they give you. It's what God gives you. He said, yeah, you're right. He said, I said, what? He said, you know what? He said, son, dying's not the hard part. Living's the hard part. He said, I've seen so many different things. He said, but see, when you know the Lord, dying's not the hard part because I know where I'm going. Amen. Come on, now let me tell you, that's been, I don't know, since 2011. I hold on to that all the time. Dying's not the hard part. Everybody's going to die, but you know what? Then he said, I'm sorry, a lot of this is going to fall on you. It's all right. It's all right, right? Because you know what? I'm going to do like he said, press on press in. So I think about that. Let's keep on going. They say, how in the world are you going to preach your dad's funeral? Oh yeah, I'm preaching my dad's funeral. Absolutely. No question. Even at the funeral home, the guy said, the guy said, buddy, I, I know you and everything and I know it can be kind of emotional. Look, I'm crying now. I wasn't even crying then because the Holy Spirit was moving, right? Just like with Angela. Her heart was broken, but it was a bigger purpose. She already knew God. Goes, ain't nobody going to preach over my daddy but me. That was what the deal was. That was in my heart, right? And, and that's okay, you know, it's, it's just where you're at. But, but I went in there, and then we were sitting there at the table. I remember my sister sitting beside me. And my buddy who runs the funeral home, he says, you know, I understand, but, you know, some, you might want to have a backup plan. And my sister said, we don't need a backup plan. He'll do it. Not so much buddy will do it, but he will do it through you. Amen? And that's what we stood on, and that's what we did. And I'm going to tell you what. It's because I had hid these things in my heart over the years. I had hid these things in my heart. So I'm telling you now, hide them in your heart because tough times probably will come. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to learn how to swim when the water's already up to here. What do we say? We're in the shallow end. We're moving on over a little bit more, splashing. But you know what? I want to encourage you to go into the deep end. Let's keep on going. This is about our true identity. And you know, I talk to people all the time, and I talk about this over and over and over. I am forgiven of all my sin. I said, underline all. Look at that. Colossians 1.14, in, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Forgiven. That does not mean live any way you want to, but because you're forgiven through the death, burial, and resurrection, we ought to be living for him. And I'm going to tell you, I got to make that in my life every day. How about you guys? I got to remember that every day. When things don't look good, I still got to remember, guess what? I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. Guess what? And that's why when things come up, I go, woo! <laughs> Let me tell you, just like us, what over here? We started this morning for y'all didn't hear, hear the songs. Missed the first cue. Missed the second cue. Three is the charm. <laughs> what I do, I just laugh. I said, woo! God's going to do something up in here. Yeah. Is he doing something? He's moving? Look at that. 
He'll take the things that we would just, oh, get all wrapped around the world. Hey, man, I want it right. I want it perfect. But guess what? I'm not, but he is, so we're going to hold on to him. I thought y'all might say amen there. Let me tell you what. When you think about that, that I am forgiven of all my sin. It's going to change the way you walk. It's going to change the way you talk. It's going to change the way you give. It's going to change the way you love your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, whoever, the way you treat your kids. This is some centerpiece stuff. We got to keep it in the center, man. Check your toy box. Your trust. Your obedience. And that you are his. Oh, there's more coming. Right? Everybody ready? Since we got that down, guess what? Oh, how many people love serving the Lord? All right. I love it. Serving is about the heart, not the task. Come in here this morning. John and, and many others. I'm, not, I'm just going to single him out because it's on my mind. Before anybody came up them steps, before anybody got out there and everything else, in the rain, with his hood down, John's sweeping. John's sweeping. Sweeping. He's making sure it's safe. He's making sure it's good. John's doing this. He's doing this. And many others you are. John, you just got, you just got thrown in the mix today. I appreciate all the folks that give and do and set up and tear down. I, I don't want to miss anybody. Don't. But see, I, I was sitting there looking at I said, look at that guy serve. Look at that guy serve. I can just imagine. This is in my mind. I'm thinking, the Lord's looking at him. He's like, look at that. Watch him go. He didn't go, I got to take and get this stuff up here. Matter of fact, he made us wait until it was right. <laughs> he wants it right. He's like, hold on a second. All right, come on. Man. Are we serving like that? Because see, it was about the heart. It wasn't about the tax. He didn't care what it was doing. He just wanted to do it unto the Lord. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. How about this? We serve from the position of we get to, not we got to. Thank you, Michael, for reminding me of that. I said, I remember saying that. Michael brought it up the other day we were talking. See, we get to serve. We don't have to serve. You don't have to serve. Got to find somebody else that are willing. Amen. He'll find somebody else. You see it in the Bible. Some people step to the side. Somebody else step up. Whoop. Let's do it. I have no doubt if I was to fall over tomorrow, God would raise up somebody else to keep on preaching. Right? That's my prayer. I don't want it to end with us. I don't want it to end. How about you? Because it's bigger than the four walls. It's God's size, man. It's God's size. We get to serve. Man, we get to serve. He's, he's made us where we can serve him, right? I want to serve. Look at that. We've been set apart as a mighty instrument in the hand of God. Man. Thomas and, and Alexa are going to see this with Addie real soon. Mine. She ain't said it yet, but I'm sure they will. Everybody's kids does that, right? I tell this story many times when we came back when Justin was real little. And we went to like Dollar General and they had a rake and a hoe and some, a shovel or something, this plastic thing. And they were all put together. You know, you could, you could snap them together. He wanted them bad. I said, just let me take them apart. No, I want, I want it. No, no, let me, no, 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 let me have, no, 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 I want to have them. I said, all right, have at it, big boy. Yeah. So now instead of playing with one little thing, he's got about five. That tongue started out like this and like this and like this and like this. He was tired. He goes, I don't want to play with it no more. I said, well, look, why don't you listen to your dad, right? Take a piece at a time. Take a piece at a time. But see, what we want to do a lot of times, give it to me. I got it. I got it figured out. Lord, I got it. Oh, I got it over here. And then you get tired out because you're doing it in your own strength, right? 
And God said, you know what? If you do that to my pace and my beat, I'll strengthen you for the next thing. Have you ever got to a place in your life and you said, "Woo! I'm glad that God didn't give this to me any sooner. I'll give you a perfect example. The first vehicle I had was a nice vehicle. I appreciate it. I did not need a Z28 at 16. I didn't get one until later on. And I probably didn't need one then. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I know I like that case. I'm sure you did. But I can tell you what. I can get the food line faster than anybody else. <laughs> woo, 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 yeah. Man. My dad never done it. You know, I'd be there at the house, and my dad started up the car. I had a 70 El Camino. And my dad said, I think I'm going to go down and get some biscuits, right? I was like, why is he taking my car? Dad liked that. But it's so funny. I'd be laying there, and I could hear him start it up. And I'd come home that night before, and I got some jamming going on. I got some Van Halen. Turn the car off. I hear my dad go, yeah, 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 He's out there looking out the window. He's trying to get it turned down, man. My God, son, what in the world? He said the whole engine could fall out. You would never know. Man. <laughs> and I told him, it rattles so much, I got to keep it turned up like that. Man. But see, at that time, even then, I had so much, I had so much of the world coming in my ears, I wouldn't have heard if it fell apart. Sometimes our life begins to fall apart because we got so much of the world in our ear. Amen. That's going to speak to somebody. We'll pick it up here. We've been set apart as a mighty instrument in the hand of God. I think I jumped traction on that. We can talk about that some more, though. What's in your hand? We are secure in Christ. Man, that's a good word. I'm going to bring this home right here. Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust, who has not turned to the proud, nor to those who lapse in falsehood. We need to keep our eyes on the things of the Lord. God brings us to a place so that we can listen and learn and serve. How's your serve? I'm not talking about badminton. How's your serve? Right? Went to get pizza last night, go to mama's house, open all the presents and everything else. And Little Caesars down there in the neighborhood, they're usually pretty fast, but everybody had the great idea of getting pizza and going to their mom's house last night, I guess. I don't know. So I was ready. And I told Denise, I said, you coming in? She said, no. I said, well, I'll watch you from the door because I grew up here. You don't want to stay here too long. I'm looking. So while I was there, people come in, people go out. People come in, people go out, people come in. And I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting. And the lady got some pizza. And I see other people around there. She walked to the door, walked to the door, walked to the door. So I jump up and open the door. So, thank you. I said, Merry Christmas. Another opportunity to share Jesus. Another guy coming back in with a hood. I open the door. Come on back in. See, I've been thinking about that message that I preached last week or two. Check your blind spot. I'm not doing anything. Maybe that right there is just an opportunity to say, Merry Christmas. Maybe that's an opportunity for people to, you know what, people still open the door for folks, you know? In that minute, then maybe that's just that random act of kindness that might change somebody's direction. Ain't no big deal. You know why I'm so excited to have new knees? I jump up, open the door all day. Whoo, 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 open the door. 
I told the guy, I said, I feel like I'm running for office. You got office, you got any babies I can kiss? He said, yeah. But he didn't open the door. That's okay. But what I'm saying is here, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm not telling that out of a prideful thing. Sometimes I do little tests, right? Lord, let's see what's going on. And I just say, I wonder what would happen if I'm obedient to what the Lord said here. I wonder if, you know what, the Lord nudged me to open that door for that lady. I was comfortable. I was sitting there thinking I should have got some chicken wings. I was thinking I should have got some garlic bread. In that moment, something that small, I said, I'm going to open the door. Here's the thing. We find many times in our life, we open our, our hearts, the door of our hearts to so many other things. Instead of the obedience and trust of what God has. But I pray today through the slides that we went over, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and what God has got us to, to, to hear for is for a mission to tell others about his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we bring this thing home, what's at the center of your life? What's at the center? What do we need a reset on in our life? How many people sometimes got to reset your computer to get everything back together? You know what we had to do this morning? All the stuff wasn't working. This was buzzing over here. This was going over here. And Tiny says, one thing I do know, I don't know about all those buttons and I don't know about all those things. She said, but you could turn it off and turn it back on, reset it. And we said, we got it. And we pulled and we twist and we tweaked and we did everything else. And then me and Thomas look at each other and say, why don't we just reset it? <laughs> okay. Guess what? It's still working. But see, we get all caught up in the middle of things sometimes, right? Sometimes we need to sit down and reset. What is it that you need to reset in your life today? Is it need that, you know, I need to reset my priorities and put God first. I need to reset, you know, how I'm going to do Christmas this year. I'm going to reset how I'm going to go into the new year. I'm going to reset today when I leave here and say, you know what, Lord, you know, that message was really tugging at my heart. What's at the center? And when I say toys, I'm going to call that stuff. But when you put the period center and break it down, we know that we're talking about is trust at the center? Is obedience at the center? Are you at the center knowing that you are his? Or are you at the center thinking it's all about you? Or are we serving with a heart that will bring glory to God? Each of us have a gift. Each of us have an opportunity. What are you going to do with your opportunity? It's today. It's today. It's today. Here's the greatest opportunity that I could offer anybody, anybody. And, I, and when I say I offer, I'm just passing it on. It's what God offers. It's a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's knowing, just like we walk through here, that we have sin in our life, and there's no way to God with sin in our life. And there's no way that we can get to God and back in that family and restored without the sacrifice and that sacrifice is the Lord Jesus Christ. That sacrifice came willingly. Think about the Christmas story, the Christmas story. You know, it's been a while since I've been in the pregnancy business. Jesse's getting ready to be 19, but when my granddaughter's coming, I'm seeing that it's not easy to travel for my daughter-in-law and others, right? I saw with Tim and Tanya's daughter, it was a little slow getting out of the car. Can you imagine, say, baby, we got to get on this donkey and go, go into town. Woo, that'll take some faith, won't it? That'll take some trust. That'll take some obedience. Aren't you glad that so many people that came before us were obedient so we can have what we have? But ultimately, aren't you glad 
that Christ was obedient. And he gave his life. So when we go into this season of Christmas and we celebrate the birth of Christ, this is where it started. This is where it started. But really it started way in the beginning. But this is where we started to see things. That's where people could touch and look and listen. But we got the word. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Man, don't keep your Bible shut. If you don't know what to buy somebody for Christmas, I'm going to encourage you to buy them a Bible. Matter of fact, buy you another one so you read it. If you got one on the coffee table for looks, okay, leave it there, buy another one, right? Because many places go, ooh, we got that right there. But I'm going to tell you what, today, as we look through this, I'll leave you with this question. What's at the center? Let's pray. Lord, I pray today that you use this message in a mighty way to get me out of the way, and you use this for your glory. And I pray, Lord, that through the scripture and through the time together, <coughs> that you, Lord, or what is at the center. So today, if there's somebody listening or somebody sitting here, and they say, you know what, I just need to reset. And you know what, Lord, you're available for that. Call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, help me to reset my heart for the things of the Lord. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, but today is your day. You're not hearing this message by mistake. You know, well, it's just, I just happened to come today or I just happened to see this online. But you know what, today... It's your opportunity to have the keys of heaven in your hand. And you know what turns those keys? Faith in Jesus. You say, buddy, what do I need to do? I, I hear what you're saying. Help me connect the dots. Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we all have sin in our life. We sin because we're sinners. That's what we do. But the good news is... That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There had to be a payment paid for our sin. And there was only one who could pay that payment. And we celebrate his birth coming up. But we should celebrate his resurrection every day as well. So we're, we're telling you about a risen Savior. We're telling you that it's paid for. It's done. It is finished. You grab a hold of that by faith. Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, help me to turn from my sin. I'm coming to you. I'm putting my faith and trust in the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel, the good news. Lord, I know you rose on the three, third day. You're sitting beside the Father. And Lord, today, I'm trusting in you, nothing else. The best I know how, I'm just calling on you, Lord, today to forgive me and come into my life. And the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name will be saved. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Friends, if you listen today, praise God. If you have any questions about what was going on today, drop us a line. We want to encourage you. We're praying for you. Thank you for all you do. Pass the message on. We love you. Bye-bye. All right.